I don't know. I just like people who are nice to me, honestly, and give me attention. Shout out to our one person from the United Kingdom that downloaded. Shout out to Jonas in Germany. We know it was you. (laughs) As soon as I saw Germany, I was like, Jonas. (laughs) Okay. Mo, do you have a story of why you cried this week? You know what? Oh. I wish that I could just lie and say that I didn't cry this week, or I wish that I had a better reason that I cried. It's better than last week. Last week, I just cried because I was emotional this week it was because of a book um I used to read a lot but now I listened to I was listening to audiobooks and it's this series that my nail lady Jenny and my one and only friend that I've made after college that we're going to talk about later Susan made me listen to this book and it really um tore my heart out and I cried in my office at work and then on the drive home due to this book it's pretty good. But anyways. Um, I did cry this week. I was in St. George. Um, and then I had to drive home. And I drove home yeah. in a snowstorm. And I had to go like 50 miles an hour when the speed limit's 80. And I was just... I was just... Oh, well, I didn't cry hard because I was driving in a snowstorm. But I wanted to cry really, really bad. <laughs> Because I was driving by myself and I hated it. And I, you know, when you have to like turn down the radio to be able yeah. to see better in the car. So I like did music on. It was very low. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. And I was just like by myself. And it was a really hard drive in the snow by myself, but I made it home safely. So yeah, I'm glad that you good. made it home safe. I was worried about that drive because. Yeah, it was pretty bad, the first half. Then the second half was okay. But then, like, after, like, a couple hours I got after I got home, like, the news came out and was like, oh, the Beaver area, if you're familiar with Utah, <laughs> it was completely shut down. They completely shut down the freeway <gasps> because of the snowstorm, and everybody just had to, like, stop. So, and that was, like, a couple my hours. House if you didn't leave later. Oh, I know. I was, yeah. God bless. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Nice. Well, I feel like I'll be crying much more often than you just because I'm the more emotional one, uh, outwardly emotional I one. But this is kind of, <laughs> I, I bought a lot. This is relieving that you've cried. I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't all, it was just like a little, a little bit of tears. You think what but we not? can get at this point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this wasn't last week. This is actually two weeks ago, but we haven't recorded since then. But. <laughs> So, my bosses are, like, literally the only people I talk to besides, like, you and the people that I see every single day. Um, and they desperately, desperately want me to be married. And I don't, de- I don't want you to be married yet, but I'd love if you had a boyfriend. Um, I've been waiting for years, so. <laughs> <laughs> they just, just, like, because they both have, like, daughters my age and they're both married and I'm, like, Hey, (laughs) so they constantly ask me if I go on dates and I always say no. (laughs) 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 
And so they said, do you have dating apps? And I said, yes. And they, they said, pull it out. And so we put Hinge on the Apple TV in the conference room, and we swiped through Hinge together with me and my two 50-year-old bosses. <laughs> hey, they agree that it also sucks, and they don't know how people date because every single like, they're like every single guy on here is a dud and I was like I'm aware you're like yeah I've been doing the dating apps for a bit I know yeah I don't really have any other things on my what I what happened to me this week I saw my family and um I had one family member ask me when I was going to start grad school and the next family member asked me why I'm not married yet so there's a little whirlwind of activities for me uh, like a mini Thanksgiving, you know, at Thanksgiving when you see like all your family and they all ask you those questions and you're like, yeah, I was like, this is great. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to grad school. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to get married for a very long time. Thank you. Thank you. Next. Okay. 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 Um, I just wrote other things down that were just like my stream of consciousness earlier this week. And I'm not sure what I was up to when I was writing this, but it just says, I think flip phones are going to make a comeback and they'll be cool someday again. Um, and then it says, why am I attracted to Pete Davidson? Um, I can relate with the flip phone <laughs> thing. Cannot relate to Pete Davidson. Um, he's not my type. I think that he's probably a very nice man. Uh, he's lots of other girls. Type. He doesn't he's do like- it for me personally. He's just like a little string bean, and I'm not sure why yeah. I like him so much. I don't really know. If he, he doesn't stand up straight, and I'm like, really? I like that. <laughs> We've known each other for so long, and I can't name, like, your type of boy that attracts you. It's just somebody that has a boat. Um, and this is true. And could definitely afford to have a boat. So, you know what? It actually fits perfectly with your type. My, my type, it, like, varies. Because I'm like, oh, cute little golden retriever boy with fluffy like, hair. Or like, <laughs> P. Davidson. Or or I'm also like, oh, look at that guy with the dad bod. I don't know. I just like people who are nice to me, honestly, and give me attention. <laughs> um, I think that you speak for uh, many people out there, so... And then with the flip phone thing, I've actually been thinking about this for a little bit because I was talking to my 16-year-old little cousin, and I was like, do you guys, do you remember when uh, cell phone charms were a thing? And she was like, what's a cell phone charm? And I said, what, when you could, like, loop in a little thing? (laughs) Okay, I already talked about the new audiobook I listened to. Um, I went to dinner with my sorority family and I just remembered that I'm old um my big's gonna hate that I said that um but I'm like not with the times dude they're like talking about all this stuff and I'm like yeah you know that's like it's just a lot and then I'm so glad I saw you that was the biggest highlight of the week I saw Paige in person for the first time since October? October. Yeah. And we had a little breakfast with our friend Anna and little her little baby Max and it was a nice time. Yeah, it was really good. I spent like we spent like two hours at breakfast and it was just like really nice. <laughs> yeah, and it was really good to see you and Anna and Maxwell. Maxwell. So Yeah, it was a wholesome time. 
It was a wholesome time. Okay, do you want me to read you my surprise story right now? You guys, like, a few <laughs> days ago when me and Paige were going over the script and then starting episode three, she's like, oh, I need to add this surprise story. And I'm like, what is it? I've been waiting for days. So when we said we're keeping secrets from each other last week or two weeks ago, we're right. So yes, Paige and money for the surprise. Yeah, I immediately saw it and wanted to screenshot it to or screenshot it and send it to you, but I waited. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, I'm just about to. Okay, it's. I'm just gonna read this conversation I had with a guy matched with on Hinge. Okay. Um, his name's Quentin. Quentin. Yes. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so, in like my Hinge bio, I say I only like boys that wear five point five inch inseam shorts. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't, I, I've never seen your hint your hint before, <laughs> so, like, the things that you've thought about mentioning are also a surprise for me, but I'm happy about the inseam short. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, he was like, what else do you hate? This guy was like, oh, like, what else do you hate that men wear? And I was like, um, where did the text go? Okay. He's like, this guy said, what other things do you hate that men wear? And I was like, I kind of hate it when guys wear jeans and flip-flops. I don't know what it is, but I hate it so much. And he he basically, I'm paraphrasing, he messages, God, these long-ass paragraphs. (laughs) And he was basically agreeing with me. He was agreeing with me, and then he's like, I have one for girls, but it's kind of controversial. And of course, I say, ha, okay, I promise I won't get offended. You, you can't promise that because I know that, that I know you and you're going to get offended. I was immediately offended. And when I read you this, you'll know why. <laughs> okay. okay. Paraphrasing. He, okay. First of all, this message he sent off, like sent so long. And he was like, by the way, I'm not a guy that plays games. And I was like, so if that's like your thing, like, I don't know if this is going to work out. And I was like, just tell me the controversial opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, but my thing is, I don't like when girls wear lingerie out in public. Like, yeah, it looks nice, but of course you're going to attract scumbags with that. I'm all for people being body confident, but at some point it's obvious it's for attention. <laughs> and they love the guys hitting on them. That's why I was offended. Oh and then God. I said, I'm going to disagree with you. So, since I have a picture of me and my, me in a swimsuit on my profile, am I asking for attention? <laughs> and I watched him, I watched his bubbles pop up, go away, pop up, go away for like 15 <laughs> minutes because he dug himself into his own hole. I'm like raging yeah, and then right he now. Goes, no, no. So and, yeah, and then he goes, no, no, no. I don't think I'm getting across what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's too hard. Yes, you did, sir. Yes, you did. It's too hard to explain over text, but it's not bad. It's just the logic that I noticed in my friend. She'd wear a literal see-through lingerie out to the bars before we'd leave. She'd say, this will make them notice me. And then she'd get there and complain that she was getting noticed too much. And then I said, oh, okay. So you just think your friend is annoying. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, if you have a friend out there Is that's on Quentin? Hinge and says that girls that says that girls wearing lingerie out in public is not great uh you're not a friend anymore but i say keep doing you you probably look hot so just keep doing whatever you want yeah find better friends (laughs) literally the audacity of men (laughs) i hate when men you know (laughs) i just hate when men um sometimes i think it's like me that i'm the worst but then again this happens i'm like it's not me no he goes you're just asking for attention at that point excuse me (laughs) i'm like i'm actually wearing this outfit because um all of my roommates were kind of matching the vibe and i was not so i had to change (laughs) okay so now that we finished the intro this week we're going to be talking about friendships um especially maintaining long distance friendships and relationships um and also making new ones because that's hard so so i guess we're i guess our first kind of topic in this is talking about friendships and saying goodbye to your friends specifically saying goodbye to your college friends after graduation um this was something absolutely crazy because we spent literally every single day to get together for four years like some of my friends I've lived with since freshman year and we had not gone longer than like um maybe maybe a month and a half without seeing each other the entire four years of college and so like when it came to leaving it was kind of crazy I'm like we don't have a set plan we don't know when we're going to see each other next we don't like just hoping and praying that like we maintain these long these relationships long distance because like you know how it is at least with my high school friends we always said we were going to be like friends forever and I still like have those friends and I still love them but like I don't talk to them anymore but that's also another topic of you being like when you go off to college you become a completely different person when you come back after but that's a whole different that's kind of like what I wanted to touch on I think saying goodbye to college friends specifically is so hard because you've become like a whole different person like the struggles that I had in high school were like nothing compared to the struggles that I had in college and like the changes that I went through college in college so all these friends that I was saying goodbye to were like moving all across the country all across the globe and I'm like I don't know when I'm going to see you guys again but so many of them had such a big impact on like who I am today and who I became um so I think that was one of the biggest things that was hard for me to grasp was like all these people that I could turn to any second of every day like physically wouldn't be in close proximity to me anymore and that was so sad yeah because I feel like high school friends like you always come home for Christmas you always come home for Thanksgiving your parents are probably still gonna live in the same house that they live in now or at least in the same area like if you always see those same people around holidays versus your college friends you weren't from the same places you weren't from the same communities you met because you were forced to be in the same pledge class you were forced to live on in the same dorms like you like I don't know, you were forced into these friendships almost, which sounds bad. But then they ended up like, no, but um, it worked out great for me. So, (laughs) but 
with like college friends when you leave each other there's not like oh i'll see you at christmas oh i'll see you at thanksgiving oh i'll see you during the summer it's like oh we have to plan to see each other yeah like, I'm like plan plan like take a plane to you for some of us they're like for some of the friendships i'm like this is like bye like like friends that we've had that have moved that like we both have a really good foreign exchange student friend who moved back to germany like when are we ever gonna see him again maybe we should just plan a trip in a couple years jonas we're coming for you come to germany <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah that was uh, that was so hard and it's so different like maintaining relationships when you're not in person because like when we were in college we'd go to campus and we'd like see half of our friends on campus or we were at their house on the weekends or we'd just like pop in in the middle of the day because we were bored but that's like not how it works anymore yeah like our the college town that we went to it was very like everybody's door was unlocked nobody locked their door um and you could just like pop in and say hi and it wouldn't be weird if you were like sitting on somebody's couch when they got home from school and you were just there hanging out like it wasn't weird I don't know and it's just like you you had friendship all the time you weren't like if you were ever alone it was by choice Mm -hmm. oh for sure I feel the same way and like like Paige mentioned in episode one we all have a group chat and we still talk in it pretty frequently but like all of our other friends like I don't talk to them every single day it's like one of us has to like go and make the effort to text them or to call them just to even keep in touch just to say hi and then life gets so busy you're working you're doing all this different stuff and then it's hard to like get back and like have really long conversations that are meaningful and checking in if you're busy because you like forget to respond or yeah whatever yeah I don't know I just think like my big in our sorority. I feel like we mentioned that 12,000 times, but we're probably just going to keep mentioning that we're in a sorority together. But, um, like, my big moved to Florida after graduation, and, like, we became really close, and we became, like, yeah, we became really good friends and really close, and she moved to Florida, and we could go, like, I don't know, probably, like, almost six months without talking to each other, but then, like, the other day, we called each other and we just ended up like talking on the phone for like two and a half hours together. And like, that's great. But and like, I loved that. And like, we pick up right where we left off, but it's hard. Like we have a life and a job and things are happening and like craziness. For sure. And I think that, I mean, that kind of shows the importance of maintaining those long distance friendships and relationships is it's a little bit more difficult. And we've like found ways that work for us. Um, and we've already started talking about them. It's like the FaceTiming, the texting, having a Snapchat group chat, you know, and just having that constant connection if possible. Um, even if it's short, just like, hi, I'm thinking of you or something like that. Yeah. And something that we also do with like our really close friend group is we, every couple of months, we like plan out a week in advance, like a group FaceTime and we call it like quarantine time. And <laughs> when obviously when the pandemic started, but we would like all get cocktails and we would all FaceTime our Zoom call or Google meet and we would just like chat for an hour or so as a group like face to face um 
over like Zoom, which is something that you would never do before the pandemic, but now all of a sudden it became normal. And I think it should be continued to be normalized. <laughs> so, so. so we do that. We do like group FaceTime calls, like maybe like every other month. And it's just, I think a really good time for us to like catch up and maybe not like, um, like really tell each other, like all the details, like of what's happening of like that we normally wouldn't say on a day-to-day basis. We like to plan trips. Um, it's kind of hard because there's six of us total and we all have jobs and we all live in different states. So it's hard to like plan, but I think it kind of shows that you really want to see each other because you're like putting forth the effort to like buy plane tickets and like book stuff and really like, communicate about seeing each other. Like we're literally in the middle of trying to plan like a weekend trip to see each other and picking a date. It's like damn near impossible. Yeah. It's such a pain. Um, it but like we want to see each other. So we're going to try to make it work as best as we can. Mm-hmm. And like we, this is, I think our third or fourth trip third trip Hmm. I guess four if you count like honest baby shower yeah but um yeah this is our fourth trip that we're planning and something that we really try and do while we're with each other is like we are never really like on our phones a lot like if we're at dinner or at breakfast or just like sitting on the couch together none of us are like on our phones scrolling or like not present in the conversation. We always really try to be like there and present. Even if we're all sitting in silence on the couch, the odds are none of us will have our phone up, our phones out. Yeah. And like the person that has their phone out the most is me. And it's because I'm taking Snapchat videos or like taking photos of everybody. So we can like look back on that. Um, I guess like our big one is that we went to Nashville in October, in the middle of a pandemic, which was really hard. I mean, we're trying to stay as safe as possible with, like, masks. And, like, I got COVID tested when before we left. You got COVID tested when we got back. It was just, like, but while we were there, it was, like, nonstop fun with each other. And mm-hmm. every single night when we got home, like, my phone, like, I couldn't tap through all my Snapchats or tap through all of my Instagram stories or my feed. Like, I was just too long. Okay. So in college, we had, um, on our third floor of our apartment, we had this wall and whenever we took a photo with something memorable or a trip or something funny, we'd print it out and then tape it to the wall. So it was like at the end of college, when we were moving out, it was three years worth of photos, some, and some from like even freshman year before we lived together. And we're like, we don't want to throw them away. So we gathered them all and took them off the wall together and put them into this little box. And we like labeled the back and we wrote down these rules of like where the box would go. And so what we decided when we graduated was somebody would keep the box and then they'd keep it for however long, a few weeks or a month or something. And then they'd yeah, I think it was like yeah. a few months. And then they'd print out pictures from whatever they did that month and put them in the box with a little present for the next person that it's going to. And then we would send it off. So it was kind of like we were still carrying on the picture tradition, but um, in a new way. And I think that's that's just wholesome. And I love that we do that. It is honestly the best thing. And like when you when you get that box in the mail, it is like the best thing ever. And like you just... I, you can't even like describe it. It's like 
kind of like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but with a picture box. But, but honestly, like, it, it's, like, I can't wait to, like, look back on it with, like, our kids because there's pictures of us from freshman year of college, like, or even, like, senior year of college, like, cuddling a box of bush light or, like, holding up this giant bottle of vodka in our Halloween costumes. But then there's also pictures of, like, one of our friends' ultrasounds from her baby. Like, there's going to be, like, engagement photos in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a picture of me, like, on, like, my first day of work, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it's just going to be so wholesome to, like, look back on. And then the gift that you get from the person before is always something, like, so sentimental and so, like, personalized towards you. And it's always, like, oh, my friends really do like know me and like love me. Yeah. And that's like something that kept us super connected too. And I love that. That's how we share news. <laughs> like when, oh my gosh, like when we get, got the ultrasounds in the box, that's like, oh my gosh, so crazy. But yeah, I love to look back every single time that we get the box or any of us get the box. It's funny because we'll look through all the photos just, you know, for the memories. <laughs> And there's, there's a yeah. bunch of stuff that you forget about. And then you open the box and you're like, oh. <laughs> a ton of stuff in there that you're like, oh, whoa. <laughs> I think something that we both struggle with now is making new friends. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> like, so, so hard. I realize, I'm like, maybe uh, I made friends in college because they had to be around me all the time. Honestly. Uh, but now... <laughs> Now I'm like, you know what? Maybe I just don't have a likable personality. <laughs> Honestly, same. Okay, tell me about the friends that you've made after you graduated. Um, my two closest friends that I've made are my two 50-year-old bosses. <laughs> I see them every day. I tell them everything. <laughs> I send them TikToks. <laughs> Similarly, um, my only friends that I've made, I've made are also through work. Um, one of them is 30 and she has kids. Um, shout out Susan. Hey, I love you so much. And um, I also force my friendship on, oh, like there's this girl named Jade that sometimes shares an office with me. And whenever she's in there, I just tell her everything that's going on. And she listens and laughs with me. So, like, I like to pretend that we're friends. Um, I don't know if we're actually friends or if she just, like, feels like she needs to listen to me because we share an office. Yeah, so, like, there's, first of all, I work in a very much a male-dominated industry. So even finding a woman, like, in my office is rare but one that I can relate to is even rarer so there's like two girls in my office this is like pre-COVID nobody comes to work anymore um (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just like me because I can't work at home because I have the attention span of a goldfish but um but like we we would go to like 
when it got warm outside around like three o'clock we would always go on like walks together and like we would talk and chat and be like oh girls my age so fun and they're like both married and super mormon and like they're such nice girls but i'm like i really don't have anything in common with you guys so much they're just the nicest girls but i'm like we are not the same like, you're nice but no thanks <laughs> like I, I really like them but we're not the same <laughs> but yeah um i have since i did move back to my hometown to my parents basement um <clears throat> Um, I started to hang out with one of my really good high school friends again. Her name is also Payne. Shout out if you're listening. But um, we become really close. Like, I text her, like, literally almost every single day. And, like, like we've just become really close friends again. And I love that. And, I, and I'm glad that I still have that friendship and that we've still maintained that. And, like, things picked up what they left off. But I feel like I forced my friendship on her way too much <laughs> I feel like speaking of high school friends now that I'm thinking about it I feel like I've also after graduating college reconnected with a bunch of high school friends and it's really nice to talk to my high school friends again because the ones that I still talk to now are like what I would consider like really really close friends just because I've <laughs> I was oh I was at home um like back in Henderson a couple of weeks ago and I was looking through my old yearbooks and looking at the signature pages and stuff, and I'm like, I don't really remember, like, half these people. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But the people that I do talk to, it's nice because we all still, like, care, and we've, like, gotten to see each other grow up, but from afar, like, it's yeah. so it's so crazy to me. Like, I'm thinking specifically of, like, these two girls that I went to college with, um, Emma and Zana, and they're so awesome and they still support me like when we did the first episode they were messaging me and telling me they were so proud of me and like my friend Kim that lives in Texas and is married now will like text every once in a while and it's always like a giant paragraph and then one of us won't text back for like three weeks and then that's kind of our friendship and that's how it's evolved but that's like what I'm really grateful for because the people that are still around now are ones I consider like friends for life yeah lifelong yeah and so I love that about them yeah but like as far as like making like new new friends it's been like really difficult yeah. for me because like I thought I was gonna meet like all these super cool not cool young people at work and I didn't <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like damn <laughs> And, like, I feel like everybody from my high school that didn't go away for college still just, like, hangs out with each other. And they're still in this giant friend group. And they're still, like, weirdly all dating each other. And I'm like, I do not want to hang out with you. I think it's hard, too, because, um, but, yes, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And, like, you're not going out as often. Um, I feel like a nice place to meet friends for girls is in the bathroom of a bar. Uh, and <laughs> that hasn't happened. So that's like the only way, like how else do you make friends? You mentioned in <laughs> like, you mentioned on the thing about Bumble friends or something. Do you want to? <laughs> oh yeah. I Okay. It's like, saw somebody on TikTok talking about this and it was like, it's called Bumble best friends and people like, go on there just to like it's like a special like 
like setting on Bumble. I'm not really sure, but people go on there and like meet friends and they just like go have like friend lunches or friend drinks. Like, does that actually work? If it does, <laughs> I'm signing up tonight. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, oh, I won't go like on a date from somebody with a date on a dating app, but I'm like, oh my God, I can make a friend now. Honestly. Listen, if anybody out there that's listening to this has used Bumble Friends or even better, knows how to make friends after college, uh, please email us. I need tips. Same. <laughs> like, surprise, if you thought that this um, episode of the podcast was going to be advice, uh, it's just mostly me and Paige saying that we're lonely. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we started a podcast. <laughs> it's Monday night and this is like what we're doing. <laughs> Okay, kind of going off of this, I think after college, we both, like, went in, like, kind of two different directions. You moved to your hometown and moved in with your parents, and I stayed in our tiny college town and lived in, lived in, and I moved in with my boyfriend, so. Yeah, so, like, I just wanted to touch on, like, moving back home with your parents, and my situation, I think, maybe not different, it's not different. I don't know. Maybe some people may have different relationships with their parents, but I'm lucky enough that like my parents really don't care what I do and they don't ask a lot of questions. Even like when I do go out or when I do things or like they actually encourage me to leave the house more. They're like, why are you here? Like, <laughs> so, like I, I don't, I don't get asked like a million questions or like, I don't know. I feel like some people my age that do move back in with their parents, it's like one question after another and they're so annoyed by them. Don't get me wrong. I do get annoyed by my parents a lot. Like I fight with my dad like once a week about literally everything. Uh, but sometimes I think I just do it on purpose <laughs> to get them riled up. <laughs> but I'm really like lucky in that way. And just like, like I, I don't know I'm just lucky that my parents are one let me move back in with them and two are like pretty cool and let me do and say and like leave and they're not question people which is like great but um I think the hardest thing for me is like relearning my parents communication styles like they because obviously like I left for four years and I came back and I'm just like oh my god I don't know how to talk specifically I don't know how to talk to my dad sometimes <laughs> Like, our conversations just end up being, like, a screaming match, like, at the end of it. But, like, it's fine. Like, I feel like we've gotten better because, like, I don't know, a couple weeks – actually, not a couple weeks. More like a couple months ago, we went into a really big argument, and he was really annoyed and hated me for a Mm -hmm. while. Um, And then I cried, and then we had a heart-to-heart conversation. So we're working on our communication style together, me and my dad, to live (laughs) – so, honestly, just getting a giant screaming match with your dad – cry a little bit and then you'll have a little bit of a come to Jesus moment together and things will be okay. That's all the advice I have. <laughs> Just get in a screaming match. Well, um, I chose not to move home, um, which was huge. Uh, and I moved in with my boyfriend and his cousins, which they're great, um, but it was not an ideal living situation for me, um, and so um, 
then we like moved into our own space and it was much better. But I think something that I learned during that was like, I, we both need our own space. I think he, Chase already knew that. Um, I didn't, I'm just a very clingy person. And so I'm like slowly learning still. And we've been living together for a while um, to like find my own interests and do my own thing and hang out with my own friends and he hangs out with his friends. But the cool thing is, his friends are also kind of my friends by default. Um, and also his cousins and his friends are getting married. So now their girlfriends and fiancés and spouses have to hang out with me as well. So I guess that they're also my friends. I love that for you. So um, when you get a boyfriend, hopefully that they have a big friend group and then you can be friends with all of his friends. That's literally just my goal. I'm like, if I get a guy to like me, I'll just mooch off of his friends. <laughs> Is that that's I feel like that's just how you do it. I don't know yeah. that there's a different way to make friends besides reconnecting with old ones, work or dating somebody and then they have they happen to have fun friends. Yeah. <laughs> what if you break up, you're screwed. <laughs> Maybe there's a guy out there Paige that's like, "I wish I had some more cool friends." And then he gets to be part of our friend group, which is, you know, very exciting for him. Honestly, that's, like, my biggest fear, too, is, like, once I finally do start dating somebody, if my, specifically, not necessarily you guys, but, like, if, like, everybody's boyfriends will like him. I think that's, like, so important that, like, Matt, Cole, Chase, James, they all like a guy that I date because if I don't, like, we're going to go on trips. (laughs) I'm going to be like, ooh, I'm hanging out with my friends. You got to go somewhere else. Uh, Okay, but... Honestly, though, I think that was, like, we're, like, a little bit off of what we were talking about, like, friendships, but... Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. But, like, um, this is, like, a little bonus <laughs> for everybody still listening. Um, one of the scariest things for me when I first started dating Chase was him meeting you guys. I was, like, so nervous. I can imagine. And yeah. it was at Sam... I think it was Sam's birthday, maybe? Oh, yeah. And we went to... Yeah. We went, we to, went to Joe's. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he came after work. And I was like, I remember sitting there and I was like, oh my gosh, what if none of my friends like him? And then he he brought his cousin to like ease into it because he was nervous. And then it went fine. Like all of you guys were so nice to him. I'm so grateful for that. And like, even now, it's not like he talks to you guys. It's not like he'll text you and no. say what's up. But he is like very concerned about everybody he like wants to know what everybody's up to especially you Paige he's always curious about how you're doing um my my little he's like very concerned about her all the time so I'm like grateful that I have a partner that cares about my friends (laughs) okay I don't have like a we don't have like a closer no we don't thank you for listening feels weird if we just (laughs) we didn't really like have a closing statement after all of this so sorry but that's all of the advice slash actually um we just really talked about uh not knowing anything and ask people to be our friend so um you know message us on insta um if you are interested in being our friend (laughs) or um you have advice on making friends because you're like, oh, this is so sad that uh, <laughs> we don't have more friends. Um, you can follow us. Our Instagram is I didn't cry today pod. Um, you can follow Paige at 
P underscore Burnhope on Instagram. And then yeah. you can follow me on Instagram. It's much love mo. Um, you can email us at I didn't cry today at gmail.com if you have a funny story, a topic you want us to talk about, or if you want to tell us that you hate us. Either way, we're excited to read it. Okay, okay. that's it. See ya. Bye. Outro music. Hey, before you go, it's Mo. Um, I'm recording this little section like a week after Paige and I initially recorded this episode. Um, I've really tried to think about what I want to say here. Um, Paige has been really great and let me kind of take the ropes here because this affects me really deeply and personally, but we wanted to speak to what happened in Georgia and we stand with the Asian American and Pacific Islander community. It's been a really hard time, um, especially as we're seeing in the pandemic from March 2020 to now. There have been, I think I saw a study that showed that there are more than 3,000 Asian American related hate crimes um, that we've seen and that have been reported. And so we just wanted to offer some resources if you want to just educate yourself and if you need support or things like that. I've been looking on these pages on Instagram myself um, just to learn more and really see what's going on and see what other resources are out there for myself and for um, our community on Instagram and things like that. So um, on Instagram, some of the pages we've seen are at stop AAPI hate at Asians for Mental Health, and at Asian Mental Health Collective. That's just three pages out of, I'm sure, many, many more that exist out there, but we just wanted to share what we've seen and speak to what's going on a little bit. Um, I've been trying to educate myself. I know Paige has been trying to, and just advocate and stand up for what's right. And so thank you for listening this whole time. Um, check out those resources if you want to, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye.